1: catch the morning news 93 wibc my name is craig collins filling in thrilled to be with you lots of stuff to talk about tony is back tomorrow uh, let's do this let's get into ukraine shall we that'll be fun i'll play the question which was asked ridiculously uh the moderators last night were terrible I, I think that if anything was you know easily pinpointed to be the cause of a lot of the chaos a lot of the problems in last night's debate it was the inability to control the uh, people on stage and also the amount of people that were asking the questions. You didn't need three. You should have just picked one. And you didn't need as many gotcha versions of questions, questions that are set up like this, that feel like they're uh, trying to tell you uh, that we should all be supporting Ukraine differently before they even get an answer from DeSantis. It's, it's sort of uh, interesting how opinionated the moderators seem to be last night
0: say President Putin has ordered assassinations across Europe, cheated on arms control treaties with the U.S., and seeks to work with China to force our decline. President Reagan believed that if you want to prevent a war, you better be prepared to fight one. Today, the Republican Party is at odds over aid to Ukraine. The price tag so far is $76 billion. But is it in our best
1: interest— Hold on. I want to stop it right there. Uh, the Republican Party is at odds with aid to Ukraine after we've already sent them $76 billion. I want to make sure that point gets highlighted more than it seems to. It feels like people try to say that Republicans didn't want to ever give a dime at any point to Ukraine and wanted it to be easily taken over by Russia. That hasn't happened, partly because we've already given them $76 billion. But let's, uh, let's continue. To degrade Russia's military for less than 5% of what we pay annually on defense, especially
0: when there are no U.S. soldiers in the fight. It's in our interest to end this war.
2: And that's what I will do as president. We are not going to have a blank check. We will not have U.S.
1: troops. And we're going to make the Europeans do what they need to do. But they've sent money to pay uh, bureaucrats pensions and salaries and funding small businesses halfway around the world. Meanwhile, Our own country is being invaded. We don't even have control of our own territory. That is the answer to that question, by the way. That's the reason that this matters. When you're talking about anything, like anything in our society, if you throw out all the reasons that you shouldn't do something, which is what I think anyone does when they make the argument that we need to keep funding Ukraine the way we're funding Ukraine right now, if you throw out all the reasons we shouldn't do it, like they don't matter then you're left in this situation uh, where you're very pompous, you're very high and mighty, and you're saying, how dare you say we cut back on on sending money uh, to that other country for a reason that seems valuable or what, whatever it is you say. And the reality is, you have to include all the things that we should probably be spending some of that seventy-six billion. Sorry, I don't mean to keep doing it that way. Uh, dollars on uh, to help what's going on here in our country. Uh, we have the most amount of credit card debt in the country we've ever had. We have people turning to small business loans or small, you know, personal loans to pay for basic things because they can barely get by. Uh, that's one of several issues. Maui got 700 bucks a person uh, for some of the areas that got destroyed there. And we are paying bureaucratic pensions. We are paying small businesses uh, money to help them subsidize in Ukraine. And that was all reported on by 60 Minutes over the weekend. So it's not that's not a far right talking point if you want to dismiss it as that. So it is it is insane. That this is a conversation we have the way we have it right now and you don't factor in some things and you accuse republicans of the way the moderator does being heartless um all of them were bad i don't know if dana was the best or the worst she's probably uh, fine by herself or her steward uh, varney wasn't uh, terrible all the time i don't know why the the univision person was there uh, to be honest because those questions seem the most uh, inflammatory possible, but in all honesty, out of everybody asking questions, uh, it seemed that no one ever uh, did something that that seemed like it could be valuable for all people to talk about. It seemed like they were all very specific to the candidates, which was, well, bad, and then they started yelling at each other. Uh, one other thing I want to play, and this is just the latest version of this. This won't be new, but I found it uh, fairly amusing. A Democrat, uh, Dan Goldman, is saying how none of the stuff between Hunter and Joe Biden tie back to the president. None of that corruption can get onto his fingers. I want to play it, even though you've heard it a million times. And then I want to react to it because this is getting funnier and funnier to hear with the information that's been coming out.
2: And to be clear, they have gathered a lot of evidence. They've taken a number of hours of many, many witnesses of testimony. Uh, They have gathered more more than 12,000 pages of bank records and 2,000 suspicious activity reports. None of it links to Joe Biden. And that (laughs) is why this is a complete farce.
1: That's why it's a complete farce, even though they've gotten a lot of proof that Hunter Biden and um, uh, the family of Joe Biden, including a child, Uh, A niece of his have shell companies and a bunch of money that's going into all of these accounts. And finally, the most recent revelation, the one that seems to be important, some of the money that was paid to Hunter when it was wired actually included the address of Biden, of Joe Biden, of his Delaware home. So they were sending money via the internet, via electronics, the wire transfer doesn't mean the physical check shows up at the house necessarily, but they were listing that house as the place the money was intent to go. I know Hunter lived there at one point at the time when this is happening, and this is more recent. This is in like 2019 uh, that some of this was occurring. Um, when this is happening, he's living in California, Hunter Biden, not at all living in Delaware. The, the amount of things that feel as though it's on fire all around the president without actually touching him, it feels similar to the mob, to the mafia, where you don't get the kingpin because he's been smart enough to not tie himself directly to anything, which is the most simplistic of intelligence in that world, I guess, uh, if I'm saying it that way. I'm not trying to compliment Biden here. So if there is no proof that Biden uh, took a giant check, you know, um, um, a publisher's clearinghouse style, handed to him at his front door from someone that he shouldn't have got it from, it means that's the only mistake that wasn't made, because the amount of Biden family members who profited off of the political positions that the vice president and president has had uh, are evident, and they're all over the place. Again, I think taking down just Biden is hollow. I'll keep saying that because he's a deeply unpopular president to begin with. But it's hilarious to say that none of it links back to Joe, because you're being very specific about how you get to that spot. All right, we'll take a break. A lot more in a bit. Craig Collins filling in. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. Tony Katz, the morning news, ninety-three WIBC. My name is Craig Collins, filling in. Matt and Jonathan hanging out as they do every single morning on this show. Uh, this is probably the worst thing anybody's ever stolen from anywhere, uh, according to this audio. A guy in Philadelphia said he has a beekeeper shop vac that he uses to, well, uh, shop up or, or um, you know, vacuum up a crap ton of bees and a ton of queens. Somebody stole it off his truck and is going to regret it at some point in the near future. Here's a bit of audio.
0: Whoever it was that that grabbed this grabbed a shop vac that was
2: filled with several hundred hornets. And not just the workers, they had a preponderance of Queens. I've joked for years that, you know, I don't need to lock my
0: vehicle. And the bees and wasps afford a certain degree of a a, a bit of a safety net. Yeah, this is one where of all the vacuums in all the trucks that they could have grabbed, I think they grabbed the wrong one.
1: Of all the gin joints in all the world, how does anyone react to that story? Serves them right. (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's what you get. Yeah. You can't be stuff out of people's cars. Come on. There you now. go.
1: How do you think that's gonna go when you actually like open the, the vacuum and try to do whatever and then bees come tumbling out of it? I think that person uh, gives up a life of crime at I, that point. I, I think he, that's the end. I
2: hope he opens it up inside his own house.
1: <laughs> as long as nobody else is home. I, yeah, I hope that, that works out. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. That's that's amazing. <laughs> but yes, that guy's gonna regret or girl whatever they just did right there. Uh, another story I saw, I thought this was pretty funny. Uh a group of people, uh, younger people, Gen Z, decided to create a fake steakhouse in New York City. Um, they put up a bunch of fake reviews on certain uh, places online, and they're now getting 140 diners a week to show up at what is basically their apartment where they're making fairly cheap steak and serving it as if it is high quality. Most people who show up at this place are fairly mad after they've done it. But the the fact that 22-year-olds can do this can turn something that's nothing into something that people think is fancy just because other people said so online is sort of hilarious. They have a 2,600 person a wait list to show up at their steakhouse that is not a steakhouse.
0: So they're misleading the public and breaking the law. They're um, doing a lot of things okay, they shouldn't do. All uh, right, yes. yeah, they'll be running for office before too long. Uh, this is a, uh, it's, it's, well, cool. in New York, yes. Well, I mean, don't you have to have a license for this or some sort of oh, permit yeah. to operate a restaurant oh, yeah. and serve steak, serve Although- food?
1: I got to be honest. If they're only advertising on like travel uh, websites where they're putting up fake reviews, are they really advertising? And if people show up at their house and say, "I want a steak," is there a way that you oh, could do Lord. this on the up and up?
0: Yeah, I, you can I feed people. I, yeah, I I suppose so. I I mean the people I know. and the I'm people of course are going to show up. They don't know this is out of somebody's kitchen. <laughs> they're gonna, they're showing up to a red. They think they're going to St. Louis. Yeah.
1: But the the biggest problem I think, Matt, is that people will go to like whatever their favorite site is, look up reviews, and then trust them implicitly. And a lot of those reviews can be other people's friends putting up fake things and photos that look kind of fancy that aren't. And then you show up at somebody's apartment.
0: I am. I, so, this has to be an illegal activity of some sorts. Not not like you know. <laughs> no, it does. Not like I think a you're right. Bad bad crime, but you know this yeah. is something that I mean I don't want my neighbor in my in my apartment building if my neighbor starts. Serving steaks out their apartment. I'm calling the police immediately. Yes. I'm like, oh. you cannot let this person do this no, at all. You're-
1: You're right. All this stuff is right. I don't want to encourage anybody to commit crimes. I will say, though, this feels to me similar to the guy who crashes because you follow Google Maps off of some place you shouldn't have drove off of. You know, like it's (laughs) you you just shouldn't show up somewhere because somebody else online that you don't know said this is the best place to go.
0: Well, here in Indianapolis, Craig, we use that GPS to drive right into the canal. Usually it seems to be the (laughs) the thing here. We've done a couple of times here downtown. But yeah, have we have you had one of those recently? Uh, It's been about what, Jonathan, six months since somebody drove into the canal, I think with a gps that was can we can
1: we do an interview with these people can we can the traffic department figure out how i can talk (laughs) to these individuals because i want i want to know all the parts of the thought process that was like this doesn't seem right but google is telling me you know i guess i'm driving into this body of water
0: with with my luck they'll be like yeah we weren't using the gps we were listening to you (laughs) and and then i'll be like okay yeah i'm glad i talked to you
1: no, you've never told anyone to do that. That's totally. I, I do. I genuinely want to ask that question one more time, though. Like any of us ever in a situation where someone is willingly driving into like the middle of the woods, why doesn't regular human nature take over and say this probably isn't right? I probably should do something else.
0: I I, I think a lot of times it's just is everything's so unfamiliar and you are so nervous when you're driving in an unfamiliar area. Think about sure. that. You don't know where to park, especially downtown. It's difficult. There's construction everywhere, and I just think that anxiety leads us to forget who we are. I mean, nobody yeah. makes mistakes like that because they're no. stupid or they're dumb. There's something that's really distracting them or causing them some sort of, maybe I'm giving hey. people too much credit here, but it's no, really no, actually, sort of, you see what I'm saying, yeah.
1: It's interesting you say it that way because I remember this story from just the other day about how GPS is one of a lot of things that has removed human interaction. We used to pull over and ask for directions and use like a physical map to get places. And now we don't need to. We just punch something into the GPS and drive somewhere. The checkout is another place, the automatic checkout, where people are not having that two-minute conversation. That's bad for us as as social people. But the bigger question they asked about GPS, is it actually also making us less adventurous, or, or are we doing things a different way? And I feel like you're kind of tapping on, on that story, too, a little bit, that people just implicitly trust and then drive into – any scenario with no familiarity of where they're going because they have a machine that's telling them uh, they know exactly where to go. Well, I've taken
0: a map into downtown Chicago before. It's not fun. Um, especially
1: if it's <laughs> oh. dated.
0: I had like one from 1985 and this uh-huh. was the early two thousands. And I am like, yeah, there's no McDonald's wow. there. And uh, yeah. you're, you're going through in, I understand. Uh, GPS seems so reliable and it it seems so factual. And and, and if you put a British accent on the voice and it's going through the car, man, she sounds terrific. You'll do anything. But this is still something that requires a a, a little bit of planning and and a little bit of, like you said, socialization. You have to be able to talk to people and and ask for help. I know it's a guy thing.
1: You're right. I will drive into a canal if it's a British person telling me to do it. That (laughs) does make sense. I get it. (laughs) news 93 wibc my name is craig collins filling in tony is back tomorrow the thing that makes me the most angry in the world of politicians and what they did during the covid pandemic the shutdowns the all this stuff is the failure to admit that you made a bunch of bad decisions like that's the thing that makes me mad i know that the decisions make us all mad and the decisions impacted our lives People lost jobs, uh, people lost businesses, all kinds of terrible things happened. And that part would absolutely be at the top of my list of things I have that are a problem with any politician who did it, like the governor of Indiana, Eric Holcomb, who did it, uh, if they didn't also say that they were great decisions. It's the second part that makes me even angrier And I think it demonstrates the out-of-touchness of of so many politicians. But Holcomb yesterday uh, said that he had no regrets about the way that he operated uh, because of the information he had at the time. That's an exact quote. Well, that last part was. Uh, He also said, I get it, to each their own. Everyone's got an opinion. I'm comfortable with decisions that we made. Put yourself in the situation where you have multiple experts not agreeing with one another, and then you have to make a decision. Okay, let's take it from right there Uh, because he goes on to say he's comfortable and he slept like a baby every single night. If you have experts that were disagreeing with each other, you lied to us. Everyone who did this lied to us because you didn't tell us the experts were disagreeing. You told us all the experts were in agreement and you had to shut down because of it. If the experts were disagreeing, which we all know now that they were, and there were several voices that were being shouted down all throughout the country, Uh, that were saying this isn't the right move, that's not the right move. And the other part of your decision was to upend the way America is supposed to operate, supposed to work, shutting down businesses, telling people you can't have a livelihood, telling people if you don't get a vaccine, you're fired from your job. All of those things should only, well, they should never happen, but they should only happen in the context of a world where you are 100% sure that no other alternative exists, and that'll never be a thing that occurs. Again, I'm not trying to say I ever believe in this, but that's the way they sold it to us. That's the way they sold it to anyone who decided to participate in any of this, uh, because there was no way to sell it if you even hinted at uh, some amount of disagreement uh, internally going on, because it, it upended what America's supposed to be again. So it's sort of ridiculous that so many of these politicians, the governor here in Indiana, uh, continue to say these things that say how comfortable they were taking away the basic rights of Americans on what was a 50-50 guess. it's, It's terrifying, actually, too, because what's the next thing that causes you to decide that lockdown is better than this risk or that risk, or I don't know here, I don't know over there, I think the best message back to these individuals is wake the, well, wake up. I can't say the other thing I want to say on the radio because you're so disconnected. You're so out of touch. You're so uninformed when you say the things the way you do, when you say you slept well every night, uh, even though it was a heavy time for our state and our nation. That's the most disingenuous thing I think a politician can say who shut everything down and cost people their livelihoods and in some cases their lives in all different kinds of ways. It was not just COVID uh, that took lives. There were people that lost their lives because of an inability to put food on the table, because of all different sort of things that happened. There were people that you know, took their own life. Uh, because of the way in which things got challenging uh, though that blood is on hands that blood is not um you know someone you can just forget or dismiss because oh well that was the decision i had and experts were disagreeing and i i had to make a choice and this is the choice i made it's infuriating to me all right rant down i'm going to do something that's a bit of a palate cleanser and then i'll move on and we'll take a break and we'll do other stuff I said I'd play this earlier, so I'm going to go ahead and play it in the show. Uh, this is Chris Christie and his his Donald Duck joke. Uh, this is the worst joke I've ever, not because it's targeting um, Donald Trump. I'm not trying to be overly, uh, you know, a Trump fan or whatever whoever, whatever people accuse me of. Uh, but because it's just genuinely a terrible joke, and he's leaning into it. He's posting on social media, continuing to refer to Donald as, as Donald Duck. Uh, there were even people I saw that thought that it was a a win of a statement, that's a desperation. You hate Trump so much that you'll prop up something this awful and say that it somehow was a win. Here we go. And I wanna look at that camera right now and tell you, Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching, okay? And you're not here tonight. Not because
0: of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald
1: Duck. The the smarmy smile after he threw that, the way in which he took a, a long road to get to the word duck and then throw out the Donald Duck is one of the... This is the dumbest thing I've seen. He's so proud of himself. This ended his campaign, I think. And by the way, I'll just answer this quickly. The reason that Trump's not on that stage, the reason he's not debating these other politicians right now, is that if you put all of their poll numbers together, all of them, all seven people that were debating last night, they are collectively 20 points behind Donald Trump. Collectively, the entirety of the group isn't even doing as good as they should be doing individually to demand that Trump show up at a debate like this. He can keep skipping these if those are the kinds of responses and the kinds of stupidity that you're going to expect. And plus just all the shouting and yelling over each other. The debate was worthless. You didn't have to watch it. I can recap it. Nobody won. Uh, Trump won or, you know, everyone else lost is the best way to say it. Quick break. A lot more. Greg Collins filling in. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. the morning news 93 wibc my name is craig collins filling in matt and jonathan hanging out as they do every single morning i do this some other radio places that i am i call it good story bad story i give you a story that makes you feel hopeful in the society we live in and the people that are part of it and then i i kick you in a place you don't want to be kicked in uh but that's that's the way the world actually works there's a little bit of both so let's do some of these uh first i have some good stories a woman in Australia was getting out of an Uber and stopped to tell the driver. He reminded her of his son uh, who had recently uh, passed away. Uh, his dash cam video is going viral because he immediately asked if he could give her a hug. They hug complete strangers, take an Uber ride, hug together. The video goes viral because compassion for humanity, people care about each other. All of that is good. and It's important. And people love this. Um, I don't know if you guys want to react to this story real quickly, but you know, uh, human nature is to be compassionate. That's sweet. That's all I got. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's fine. That's all the good stories can usually garner. Uh, that's right. A 21-year-old in Maryland named Lawrence uh, has autism and he has struggled to get his driver's license because he couldn't pass a written exam. He knows all the answers. He just uh, couldn't do it the way that other people can. His mom cited that there is a specific act. The DMV tweaked their testing and the guy eventually passed his test and has got his license. Another good story of people figuring out a way to get stuff done. All right. Now that we've told you some good stories, let's kick you in a place with the bad story. I don't know why I like this one so much. Someone in Washington state was caught in a carpool lane by putting a Halloween mask strapped to the passenger's seat um, into the car, and they thought that that would be enough. You got this scary mask sitting next to you. Uh, you can go ahead and drive in the carpool lane, $186 fine, uh, pulled over later, uh, not something you're allowed to do. Uh, First offense is actually 336 by the way, but I guess uh, they gave him some sort of reduced ticket.
0: Has anybody seen one of these mythical carpool lanes? Uh, where exactly do these? Uh, do we have a, I should know this. Um, I, I, I know we have either. an express lane on the northeast side, but I, I, I don't know. I, I guess these are in major markets. What, you do a carpool lane, and everybody gets together in the same car and drives? I think yeah. yeah. I
1: think it's a West Coast thing. Okay. So I don't know about a lot
2: of it. There's yeah, one on, on the road to Nashville as well. All right. Oh,
0: okay. All right. I, I sound so stupid. I know I'm the traffic guy. I'm supposed <laughs> to know this, no. but but I know Indianapolis. You know.
1: Uh, do you think that a lot of people in Indianapolis would uh, use the fake mask and try to uh, trick people into thinking they got an extra person in the car if you had a carpool lane? I'm not
0: even sure we'd use the carpool lane. I mean, we're, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're struggling right now on right on red. I mean, we just All put right. the signs up downtown, and uh, uh, a lot of us are not using them here at the moment. So it's, it's kind of troublesome. No, it's, 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 it's a thing where uh, uh, in great. Mile Square, right on reds went up these signs that said you can't turn right on red. It's a big mm-hmm. deal. Because it hasn't been like that. Well, since downtown, so now all over Miles Square, which is the immediate downtown area, you can't turn right on red anymore. You just can't do it. And people, these signs went up a few weeks ago. And every, I would say about ninety percent of the time, I've seen somebody blow these right on reds without without hesitation. <laughs> Matt, yeah.
2: Do you think that this no right on red stuff is as dumb as I do?
0: No. No, I don't, no. and, and okay. this is because. And, and, it, well, guys, no, no, but, it out. I, I, I totally understand the argument, and I understand the frustration because I drive downtown, and I yeah. hate driving downtown right now. Yeah. And, and maybe, but but the the safety part of me, which I really try to listen to, it says people do get hit down here, and they get home. none of us listen to the safety part yeah, of ourselves. I know, we but all want Craig, to. Craig, when I first moved down here, I came from a small town. I moved into yeah. the big city. I hit somebody on a crosswalk. Really? Really, really yeah yeah i i because i was trying okay? to do yeah yeah they were fine they they rolled up to onto the hood he we had to talk about it i was ready to call the police and they said no don't worry about it i'm fine and they went about their business but they were crossing the crosswalk
1: <laughs> no, under <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? What? and i tried to you go right on right yeah yeah hold a, on hold on you hit somebody with your car they rolled up on your hood yes. and then they're like oh, i'm good
0: yeah they, they, they were fine i i mean this was when i first moved here i was okay. leaving work and I was making a ride. That's on amazing. Ride. Yeah, I completely ignored the sign, and somebody rolled up onto my hood. Now, yeah. listen, no, I'm, I'm not, not saying this doesn't okay. happen to everybody from rural yeah. areas. I get that, but my point no. being is, I didn't have a lot of people going across right. crosswalks when I was sure. growing up for like the yes. first thirty years of my life. So when I saw something like that, and I saw no ride on, nobody followed these in the small towns where I yeah. lived. It no, just I didn't. And I get my it. My
1: favorite thing about your story is you hit Superman, and he was like, "We're good. It's fine." Yeah, 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 hey,
0: I want to know more. About that guy, I'm not judging Guys, you. This man was 30 years my senior at the time, and I was oh, like okay. 30, 31, 32 years old. And, and, I, and I hit him. Oh, you just, you just feel horrible because oh you've God. never. Oh this gosh. has never happened before in this man. He, he was so cool. Yeah. He, he, well, he, I mean, he looked upset, and I understand that. Yeah. Um, but, but he, he was, <laughs> I, I was like, I'm going to call the cops right now. He's like, No, you're not. Yeah. The so, story like, is I'm so like, good. Like, rub some salt in it. I'm going.
2: Here's, yeah. here's my question. Did you hit him on the crosswalk? Yes. Like directly in front of you, or was it the one like to your right that you were turning and like passing over? No,
0: no, I, I didn't get up to speed, thankfully. It was just a okay. very slow roll um, right. to the right. Did he
1: like, did off. he slowly barrel roll onto the top yeah. of your car then? It, it, it
0: was totally, I, I can't remember in real time. It was total slow <laughs> motion. I, I mean, <laughs> he, he, he rolled up onto my hood slow. It's amazing. You
1: know? yeah. It was, uh, it was awful, there.
0: and it was because I broke the law. That's why Wow. Well,
1: well, I don't know about any of that. I, I'm sure that that makes sense for you. But I, anybody out there who got hit by a car by Matt Baer, please call this station. Call. There's only one,
0: Craig. Good <laughs> Lord.
1: I just want to know. I want to know more Come about on. the man who just walked off like everything was fine. It sounds amazing. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. I'll say this, though. Uh, one other quick thing about that. I meant to move on, but now I can't. Uh, if I turn right on red and as I say, uh, as I do it, I say, this is America. Does that get me off the hook? Can I say it's America yeah. and then turn right, or no? no? It's it's, it's
0: just a, like the saying, "I, I didn't know the law." Yeah. A valid. freedom excuse ain't for everything. free. It
1: costs a buck oh five, yeah. and then I go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you okay. just <laughs> cool then. I mean, you,
0: you have it's a reasonable excuse. I didn't know. You know, I'm American.
1: <laughs> right. Thank you. Okay. Good. I'm glad we all got there. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Uh, I have almost no time left. We have a minute left. I have a bunch of stories that I can't do in a minute, so I, I have no idea uh, what to do here. No, it's fine. I love this better. I'm I'm fascinated, and I still desperately want person that you hit with a car to call into the station he won't give us his name because he's on the run from the law but i just want to know more about him <laughs> you know what if
0: <laughs> I, just, I if i saw him and i met him i'd be like i'm so sorry I'd no i'd still be bad. i'd still feel yeah. bad about it i that's, really would. that's yeah. the
1: first podcast in in you know uh on the road with matt bear yeah. is the guy you hit in the car <laughs> that's trying amazing. so hard to bring a lesson it's just a of podcast of all the people matt bears hit <laughs> yeah. along the way <laughs> all the yeah, people actually true. that's the whole podcast concept he hits you and then he interviews you because you're on the ground this is
0: what i give for just trying to bring i, some know. I know i know you did
1: something this, yeah. uplifting matt and yeah, i ruined it because right. i'm terrible and but i, I did start this in, I, I did guess. start this segment with good story bad story and said it was all about how human nature is to be both good and bad and so we ended it on a perfect note see you later guys this has been fun